Chapter Forty of Carpenter's Geographical Reader, Africa, by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. With the Portuguese in Africa. It is on a German steamer that we travel southward from Zanzibar to visit the Portuguese possessions along the eastern coast. They begin at Cape Delgado and extend beyond Delagoa Bay a distance of about fourteen hundred miles the great zambezi river cuts them almost in half and the limpopo or crocodile river flows through them not far from their southern boundary the country consists chiefly of the low coastal plain and the delta of the zambezi it is about eight times as large as kentucky but is wild and unhealthful and comparatively unexplored in addition to this territory the portuguese own the cape verde islands and a small possession on the gulf of guinea they have also the province of angola which lies just south of the congo runs for one thousand miles along the western coast and is ten times as large as the state of new york angola is somewhat like the belgian congo in character but the land is unhealthful and of but little value in comparison with some of the african possessions of the british and the french one would think that the best of africa ought to belong to the portuguese for it was largely due to their explorations that it first became known to civilized man until about the time of the discovery of america the only parts of africa visited by europeans were those along the mediterranean sea it is true that the greek writer herodotus had published a story of a phoenician ship which had sailed about africa but this was considered a fiction and no one really knew that africa was a great continent or that india could be reached by going around it during the latter part of the fifteenth century the products of india and other parts of asia were greatly desired by the europeans they were in such demand that they were brought to the eastern shore of the mediterranean sea by caravan and sent thence by boat to the european ports such transportation was costly and it was thought that a cheaper way might be had by a sea passage columbus tried to find a new route by sailing westward and he started in that direction and discovered our continent at about the same time the portuguese sailed southward to find a way to india about africa one of their sea captains had journeyed along the east coast to sofala not far from where we now are and he had probably brought back the story that the land ended some distance farther south the portuguese did not know how far south the continent went and were not sure that there was a passage about it but they concluded to find out one man who was much interested in the work was prince henry of portugal who equipped so many expeditions that he became known as prince henry the navigator he explored the northwestern coast of africa and at the time of his death in fourteen sixty had sent ships as far south as the gulf of guinea a few years later cam a portuguese reached the mouth of the congo and in fourteen eighty seven another portuguese bartholomew diaz went to the southern end of the continent and named it the cape of storms which was afterward changed to the cape of good hope the next great voyage was made by the portuguese vasco da gama in fourteen ninety seven or just five years after columbus started out to discover america da gama rounded the cape of good hope and sailed on to india his trip created great excitement among navigators 
all over the civilized world and his route became the chief ocean highway to asia the portuguese made many voyages and built up a great trade with india they established colonies at the cape at sofala a port on the indian ocean then noted for its ivory and gold exports at mozambique and at other places on the east and west coasts of the continent indeed for a long time they claimed that the most of africa belonged to them they warred with the arabs who were doing business along the indian ocean and extended their conquests to zanzibar mombasa and almost to the gulf of suez so that the indian ocean was sometimes spoken of as the great portuguese lake later on the dutch and english built up their trade with india and asia the dutch drove the portuguese away from the cape of good hope and they in turn were conquered by the english so that the country and the east coast almost as far north as delagoa bay now belongs to great britain steaming out of zanzibar harbor we are soon again in sight of the low densely wooded shores of africa we pass cape delgado at the mouth of the rovuma river and a little later are ploughing along through the mozambique channel which separates the continent from the great island of madagascar the channel is more than two hundred miles wide and we hence have no view of the madagascar coast our first stop is at mozambique the old capital of portuguese east africa it is a little island covered with houses so close to the continent that canoes by scores are always plying back and forth carrying food and other supplies we land and take a walk through the town how delightful it is after the poor villages of the interior the streets are narrow but they are macadamized and have clean sidewalks paved with cement the houses are made of stone covered with plaster and are painted red pink blue yellow or lavender many of the buildings have street lamps bracketed to them there are little parks here and there and outside the town is an old fortress reached by a long avenue of wild fig trees we call upon the governor spend a little time shopping with the natives in the markets and then take a ride in a makilla over the island the makilla is a reclining chair with a canvas top it is slung to a pole and borne by two natives one of whom trots in front and the other behind carrying the ends of the pole on their shoulders our trip is a short one mozambique island is only a quarter of a mile wide and not more than a mile long so that it takes but little time to explore it now we are again on the steamer and have sailed almost six hundred miles southward along the african coast we have come from mozambique to chindi near the mouth of the zambezi and are about to land at beira where there is a railroad extending far into the interior how rough the sea is we had a storm last night and the ship is still rolling we have come to anchor outside the port but the waves are high and we look in despair at the boats which are rising and falling on the waters beneath we do not see how we shall ever be able to get down to them to be taken ashore what is that great basket which the sailors have placed on the deck they have fastened it to a derrick so that it can be raised and lowered to the boats the basket is taller than we are it has a door in the side through which we step in it will carry three boys at one time if we stand close together now the door is closed and a moment later we find ourselves rising and then falling and almost before we know it we are able to step out into the boat far below 
we land and ride through the little town on a street-car cab pushed from behind by half-naked blacks on the trot we visit the railroad station shop at the stores and in the market and then have dinner at the hotel we are told that the country back from the coast has excellent hunting buffaloes wildebeest hartebeest and quagga roam over the land in vast herds and elephants and lions are occasionally found the country is unhealthful for europeans and we do not make a long stay our next port is lorenzo marquez the most important of the portuguese towns situated on delagoa bay almost five hundred miles south it has one of the best harbors of the southern hemisphere delagoa bay is seventy-eight miles long and twenty miles wide and there is an inner harbor which is seven miles long and one mile wide with depth enough for large steamers this harbor is especially important as it is one of the chief ports for the gold fields and farm lands of the transvaal and other states of british south africa lorenzo marquez is also the seat of government of the portuguese possessions we are several hours steaming through the bay before we pass reuben point into the inner harbor and anchor close to the shore our baggage is taken to the custom-house pier which has great cranes for loading and unloading cargo it is quickly examined and a few moments later we are strolling through the chief business part of the city the town seems more thrifty than any we have seen since we left egypt on the streets are many europeans dressed in white clothes and straw hats there are dark-faced portuguese and english french germans and americans who have landed here on their way to and from the interior of south africa and there are also east indians who to a large extent do the retail business of the place there are also natives in every state of dress and undress lorenzo marquez has clean streets lined with neat bright colored houses we pass red blue yellow and pink buildings in the same block and spend some time in the park surrounded by houses of all the colors of the rainbow we visit the botanical garden take a drive to reuben point and in the public buildings have a chat with the governor-general about the country and its people he tells us that portuguese east africa has about three hundred thousand square miles and a population of more than three million the country is divided into districts beginning at the north namely mozambique zambezi and lorenzo marquez it is largely governed by companies which have charters from the king of portugal to develop it almost the whole of it is unhealthful and it has but few europeans the natives are chiefly of the bantu race they are of many tribes mostly barbarous in some places slavery still exists and cannibalism is practiced each tribe has its peculiar dress although all go more or less naked along the shi Rei river the women make great holes in their lower lips in which they wear ornaments of various kinds sometimes they have long nails of brass or ivory thrust through these holes and sometimes they stretch the holes so that a ring as big as a napkin ring will fit into it these people live in villages they are not unlike the tribes we saw on the congo we find natives in lorenzo marquez and see many during our trips through the country nearby the men often have little more than strings around their waists to which are tied bunches of tails or skins in front and behind the women wear a cloth about the body from the waist to the knees and some have a second cloth over their shoulders 
they have necklaces of beads and bracelets and anklets of twisted iron wire such wire often covers the arm from the wrist to the elbow and the leg from the ankle to the knee they wear bead necklaces and sometimes beadwork on ribbons about their heads they carry their babies tied to their backs the little ones bobbing up and down as they move along the road or dig in the fields here as in other wild parts of africa the women do the hard work the men are loafers and buy their wives the man who has several wives expects to live on their earnings his only duty is to furnish his wives clothing End of chapter 41